0: Miriam Tazi in the house
1: <laughs> Malcolm Riddle
0: There she is Rise and shine Yeah That's what's up And uh Happy New Year We took a week off Almost had to take this week off Because Miriam's a little <laughs> under the weather Yeah I'm still sick But the show must go on right?
1: According to Malcolm yes <laughs> That's what's up <laughs> He's insistent Which is good But I sound like
0: shit You're okay You're okay <clears throat> So yeah Closing out uh 2015 yeah, right already. And, and now we're uh almost at the halfway point of 2016 there's a lot of stuff going I mean
1: on halfway point
0: to- halfway point far as the month oh what I I was meant to like say. throughout the that's, year that's what i meant to <laughs> how say.
1: much time off did we take
0: that's what i meant to say I, i'm having a hard time take a week off and
1: lose everything, nah, and Forget just, everything. just lose my rhythm mm.
0: but so, yeah there, there are some issues that i wanted to discuss um, and so we're just going to jump right into it. One of the issues I wanted to wanted, I've wanted i been wanting to talk about is the uh, uh, current situation in Flint, Michigan. Mm. And that's what? the Flint water crisis. Yep. So it's lead all in the water. The kids are drinking it. Parents are drinking it. It's bad news all the way around. You've heard about it, right?
1: Yeah, I've heard about it. All right. Heard about it. <clears throat> this is uh, ridiculous that this is still happening in the U.S. And that you can't drink the
0: water. Well, I mean, it's only a certain group, a certain area that's exposed. Which is even more
1: suspect, in my opinion. It's always
0: suspect. So on the phone, we have Sam Riddle. And Sam Riddle's been on the podcast in the past. He is the uh, political director for the Michigan National Action Network. And as you know or may not know, Sam Riddle, alongside a filmmaker, Michael Moore, and uh, Congressman Dan Kildee, were co-founders of the iconic Flint Voice newspaper. I remember going there as a kid... The child and hanging out, you know, as they were working around, you know, working, coming up with, you know, all sorts of stuff, even from commercials to uh, articles, you name it. It was just in the room with Michael cool. Moore my old man. So yeah, it was cool. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, Sam on the phone. Sam, my dad, uh, <laughs> on the phone, and let's uh, let's get to him. Let's pot this down a little bit. See if I can do this. Got the music playing. Mm-hmm. So we have Sam Riddle on the phone. Sam. Yeah. So we were just talking about the Flint water crisis and it's something we talked about early on last year on the podcast uh, with you. And when I was visiting uh, Flint, Michigan and Detroit where you warned me not to drink the water uh, when I was there and I, I I didn't listen at the time and now we're seeing national headlines about the amount of lead and the contaminants and toxins that are in the water in Flint, Michigan. Well, you know,
2: in Flint. And, you know, I was the first one back in, uh, I think it was November the 12th, uh, 2014, I wrote an article in my column, Detroit Raw, for the Michigan Citizen, in which I linked this Governor Snyder to horrible water in Flint, Michigan, a predominantly black city, one of America's poorest cities. And I said then that this Governor Snyder of Michigan devalued black life, totally took it for granted, and that citizens in Flint were forced to boil, drink, and hope for the best. We didn't have any technical data at the time that I said that. But here's what we did, know: We knew that people were getting skin irritations. We knew that the water smelled bad. We knew that the water tasted bad. All humans who operate in that set of conditions would know in a common-sense way something's wrong with the water, leave it alone. But what is so bad, what is so horribly bad, is that the state of Michigan lied to the citizens of Flint and basically said that the water was okay to drink. This is as bad as what happened in Tuskegee with the Tuskegee syphilis experiment it led to President Bill Clinton apologizing to the uh, black victims of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment who were told that they just had uh, bad blood, were not told that they, in point of fact, had the debilitating disease of syphilis. And uh, even after penicillin, which cures cure syphilis, came into effect and was developed, they wouldn't treat them. Now, here in Flint, Michigan, what is so bad, is that the governor's administration knew that the water in Flint was bad. They doctored the evidence, even lied about the quality of water in Flint, Michigan. The Governor Snyder's administration did this. Meantime, for over a year, the people of Flint drank that lead-poisoned water. And just yesterday, we found out that there have been at least 10 deaths from Legionnaire's disease, mm. which has spiked during the same period of time that the people of Flint were forced to drink the water from the Flint River. Now, what makes this so bad is that General Motors refused, refused. And this is what my column was about uh, in November the 12th, uh, 2014. How in the hell can you expect the people of Flint to drink water when General Motors refused to use that corrosive water in the manufacture of car parts because General Motors said that the water was too corrosive to manufacture automobiles. Well, if the water's that damn effective, I mean, that damn corrosive, if the water is is so corrosive that General Motors won't use it to manufacture automobiles, how in the hell can you tell people to drink the water? Yeah. I mean, that's what was going down, Malcolm. And uh, we're at a point now where as we peel back this onion – of lies of the Snyder administration, it's becoming real clear that this is a violation of the most base, uh, basic of human rights, the right to uh, water. Uh, right now, uh, the chief of staff of President Obama has commented on it. Bill maker Michael Moore, hashtag arrest Governor Snyder, is calling on the governor to be arrested. Sherr has said the governor should be executed. Now, the point I'm making is that this is a governor who has been a bean counter all of his professional life, and believe it or not, it would have cost them less than one cent per day per child in Flint to have cured this problem. But they refused to spend, depending on which source you believe, 60 to to $100 a day that would have resulted in no one in Flint being poisoned. But they didn't do that because this is one of the most institutionally racist examples that we've ever seen of environmental racism in American history. And I can't really find strong enough words to express my contempt for this governor. And even the federal government, e- EPA, knew that something was wrong with the Flint water. And everyone said on it, because after all, these are just black people. Yeah. These are just poor White people, too. I mean, you're dealing with one of the poorest, blackest communities in the nation. And frankly, no one gave a damn until Rachel Mayer-Dow May- and MSNBC, Michael Moore, Cher and others started saying something's wrong. And I must add Erin Brockovich to that because she was on board early and uh, calling out the uh, uh, poison water influence. Right now, uh, Malcolm, what we have is a situation where the entire population of flint has been impacted by this poison water uh it's beyond what the state of michigan can do my good friend congressman dan Kildee is calling personally on the president to intervene and that's the level at which it's going to have to go down the current mayor of flint uh michigan karen weaver uh i hope she's not in over her head but uh She's going to have to become a little bit more aggressive. But, you know, the tragedy there is that democracy doesn't exist in Flint. Flint is being run by an oversight board. They took away any meaningful uh, right to vote with the imposition of an emergency manager in Flint. Understand everything is happening. You've got poison water. You've got the destruction of democracy in Flint, Michigan. You've got a damn mess beyond imagination there. And America needs to fix it. It's not a Flint problem. It's not a Michigan problem. It's an American problem now, because you're going to have to replace the entire infrastructure of of, of pipelines and the water supply and uh, Flint. And then you have the problem of irreversible brain damage amongst the youngsters that have been in there. Yeah. And, you know, we, at my capacity, as the Director of the Michigan Astro Action Network, called a couple of months ago on the state of Michigan to set up a special court to hear the cases of juvenile offenders who may have been poisoned by their lead because lead poisoning in addition to causing irreversible brain damage in our young people, it also causes severe behavior problems. Yeah. So if you get people acting out, becoming lawbreakers, if you will, because they become lead poisoned, they need treatment, not incarceration. And because the state you cause the problem, they need to set up a special court where treatment and incarceration becomes the end game in terms of the young juvenile offenders who are here for
0: yeah, yeah, and and that's what I was going to get into—the short and long-term effects because this isn't something that's new. I mean, it's been going on in the inner city. Uh, you know, I recently read a article in Baltimore where it's been going on. There's been high levels of lead toxins in the paint and within uh, some of the urban. Yeah,
2: that's been a problem in the poor communities throughout urban America. Yeah, and, and it doesn't even make. But in, here we're talking about something that was preventable.
0: Yeah. We're losing you. Okay.
2: Uh, Malcolm, this human rights violation, this tragedy, is going to go down as one of the biggest in the history uh, of America. Uh, You know, we have a pediatrician, Dr. Mona Hanna-Attisha, that uh, basically was a whistleblower, and they tried to keep her quiet. Uh, when she was speaking about what she was seeing in terms of the young people. She's a pediatrician who had been lead poison. Again, it's very important to understand that the state of Michigan tried to cover up the whole thing, and now it's out there for the whole world to see. The big issue is, solution-wise, what is the nation going to do? That is, what is the United States government going to do? The governor's called out the National Guard. The governor has apologized. But we don't need his apology. We need his head. This guy ought to be going to jail.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and, and speaking on that, on the national attention it's it's getting, I still feel that it's not getting its due. Like you, I hear more uh, leads on the news about Bill Cosby than I do about Flint, Michigan. And if this can happen in well, Flint, who's to say it's gone. not happening in other uh, areas? You know,
2: when the state took over budgetary control of Flint in 2011, all decisions made then during the water crisis were at the state level and not by the city council or the mayor. Uh, when the governor appointed an emergency financial manager in 2011, uh, they were in effect in charge of the st- of the uh, city of Flint. So ultimate responsibility rests with the state. But understand this: there has not been a premium placed on the value of the lives of residents of Flint, Michigan, who have remained voiceless because the state of Michigan slammed the door on democracy at a time when America America touts democracy worldwide. Right here in America, in Flint, Michigan, the door. Democracy was slammed shut with imposition of a state emergency manager to oversee Flint. And understand that when we talk about wealth inequality, at a time when America bailed out General Motors, the too big to fail financial institutions on uh, Wall Street, no one bailed out the people of Flint, Michigan. General Motors left Flint hostage to poverty. When it bailed out on some years ago, that led to the film "Roger and Me," which was a big hit in documentary uh, circle some years ago. that filmmaker Michael Moore did, and all I can tell you is this: Flint, Michigan, needs the help of America right now. I mean, people are bringing in water by the truckloads now. The National Guard's been called up, but that's really just just kind of just kind of. Scratching the surface yeah, it's a of the uh, issue. You know, the, the state is telling people it's okay to shower with <laughs> the water, but now we have this outbreak of Legionnaire's disease, a form of pneumonia uh, that can come from breathing inhaling the droplets of contaminated uh, water. And this is spiked more than doubling since the system turned over, the state turned the system over to. Uh, the Flint River water instead of Lake Huron water that Detroit had been providing uh, uh, before uh, this disaster. Uh, Malcolm, it's one of the few times I've been at loss almost for words because we're talking about toxic poison being ingested by human beings in the state of Michigan through the Governor Snyder administration saying it's okay to drink. Uh, Are they drinking? The State Department of Environmental Control refused to treat the Flint River water with an anti corrosive agent, which would have cost less than $100 a day, less than a penny per child a person in the city of Flint. They violated federal law. And the water was just literally uh, corroding the iron water banks, turning the Mm -hmm. water brown. Mm -hmm. And what you couldn't see that made it really worse. Was the lid in the water? And see, then when you test kids and even adults, the lid only stays in your body a, 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 a short period of time. But the impact of it is irreversible and lasts a lifetime. Right now, we have a whole city that's been poisoned. The effects of that poisoning are yet to be seen. And what we need, what we need is the federal government to come in and literally Provide treatment for these human beings that were treated in a most inhumane way way by the Governor Snyder administration in the state of Michigan.
0: You you mentioned earlier about the bailout for uh, GM, the auto industry, and uh, the bank bailout. But why why do you think why would anyone why would the government itself or or people care about about you know, black people or the people of Flint, uh, Michigan, the inner city, the, 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 the poor people of that area. I mean, you, know, you know, it and, only affects them when... And Michigan. Michigan, yeah. the
2: state of Michigan in recent times, in particular the black population and the poor population of Michigan, has maybe been the most mistreated state in the history of America. You know, in Detroit public schools right now, they too have had democracy destroyed within position of a state emergency manager. For over a decade, the state's been in charge of running the Detroit schools in the ground. Uh, You you find rodents in the schools. There's mold in the schools. Uh, The the, the, uh, teachers right now are conducting sick-outs to protest the uh, conditions in Detroit public schools. Uh, Many schools have been shut down, as many as 56 in one day. In the last, uh, week, schools are shut down today as we speak. This is all under imposition of emergency managers, uh, totally eliminating democratically elected school boards. In Detroit right now, Malcolm, 93% of the children blunt reading exams. 96% blunt math. Under state administration EAA schools, Educational Achievement Authority schools, only one, one fourth grader passed the math portion. One fourth grader out of 15 schools directly uh, run by the uh, state. What I'm saying is that if you want a crime stopper, and they talk about high crime in urban areas, you have to have schools that work, you have to have healthy people. Michigan right now their schools are also messed up, and now the children are poisoned. That's going to result in a spike in the criminal justice children system, excuse me, the criminal justice system, and again, an increase in that pipeline from grade school to prison. Malcolm, we have a tragedy shaping up in Michigan, in Flint and Detroit. Unparalleled in modern times, and again, it's because there's no premium placed on black or poor lives in Michigan by the the, the Snyder administration, and maybe ultimately even by the federal government if they don't intervene immediately.
0: Yeah, and. Have- Outside of, uh, you mentioned uh, Michael Moore, Rachel Maddow, Cher, yourself included, <clears throat> have we heard anything from uh, the candidates that are running for president on this issue, or should well,
2: we... actually, Hillary Clinton did speak out, and I've got to say, uh, I wish she had footnoted me, she said, you know, parents and and, and, and the children deserve much better than what they're getting in terms of the Flint water. She has spoken out on it. I don't believe there's a candidate running for president that shouldn't have to be forced to address the issue of Flint water and what's occurring with the school system in Detroit and Flint. Uh, If not, they don't deserve our support or vote. Uh, I also believe that we've got to keep this in the forefront of the nation in terms of keeping the media spotlight on this issue. You know, to become hot news one minute, your old news the next. Uh, What's been doing in Flint is on the par with all, worse than all the mass shootings that have occurred. It's worse than anything that we've seen. But Michigan uh, is on par with the World Trade Center bombing in terms of what uh, uh, are going to be the aftermath of lives literally being lost brain damage
0: Michigan. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree, and I'm, uh, I'm definitely, uh, you know, trying to keep a spotlight on anything we can do to raise awareness. I know you're, uh, you're. Well, pre- one thing you can, go oh, on, go ahead. Yeah, I mean just just Hello? yeah, I, one of the things I like uh, one of the things that I see, I see it in the feeds. I see it on Twitter, I see it on Facebook. I see it on social media, but you know, again, you know, I'm my concern is that we're not seeing it as the lead story, which I think it should be the lead story, and I think we all should share a responsibility to talk about it. I know I've talked to uh, my co-host Mariam Tazi about being more active about what's going on in the country, especially you know from from the place that pretty much gave my, gave me my roots, Flint, Michigan. Uh, and you know, I think we all need to keep talking and voicing it, voicing this. It's not really a political issue more so as it is a human issue. No,
2: it's definitely a human issue, but it also shows how bad humans can treat other humans.
0: Correct. Mm-hmm.
2: I remember when the National Action Network, over a year ago, we were bringing bottled water to Flint. And people were saying, why are you taking them water? And, you know, the state of Michigan was saying the water was okay. I can send you video clips from the uh, uh network affiliates in Flint where I was saying the water doesn't smell right, it doesn't taste right, It's not right. Something needs to be done about this situation. They're poisoning the people. And people literally scoffed at us saying that. Now that the technical data is in, uh, folks are running for cover, cover. You know, this Governor Snyder has apologized. His apologies are not nearly enough. The state of Michigan doesn't have the dollars it's going to take to clean up the mess in Flint. This is this bad water in Flint, this poison water in Flint. Is now an American issue, and America is going to have to step up to clean up the water pipelines in Flint, right? New, new pipelines, a new infrastructure, and then we're going to have to set up a care system, aftercare system, for all the individuals that have been poisoned, and in particular the young people who act out and have behavioral issues. Instead of locking them up, we've got to give them treatment.
0: Yeah, and, you know, uh, one of the things that outrages me on this subject is if this happened where I am in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., all hell would be breaking loose right now.
2: hell! if it happened in Fairfax, if it happened in Bethesda, mm-hmm. I mean, at Georgetown, or in Birmingham, Michigan, or Gross Point, Michigan, you can believe that they would be uh, bringing in big trucks. Right now what we need... Because of the Legionnaire outbreak, we need the United States Army to bring in big tanks of war of water, tankers full of water, and set up bathing centers in the, in the school gyms and whatnot. It's that severe. It's that severe.
0: Unbelievable. Hmm. Well, Sam, thanks
2: for. Well, it's been great. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, and I mean, we're just scratching. The surface here is one of the few times I've been at loss for uh, for words. I mean, you have to see when they opened up the fire hydrants, the brown water that it's came crazy. out, the funky water that came out. We don't even know how many casualties they've, that there have actually been as a result of the poisoning of water. We know that individuals have had their air fall out. We know that there have been skin irritation and rashes. Now we're hearing that at least 10 people have died because of Legionnaires' disease, and scientists now say may be connected to the poisoned water. But Michigan needs the help of America.
0: I agree. And and, and where can people find you online and uh, to read uh, you know your articles? Well, you
2: can find me at Sam. At, at, you can find me at Sam Riddle on Twitter. Uh, that might be the best place to hit me up at Sam Riddle. R i d d l e. All
0: right. All right, Sam. Thanks. On Twitter. Uh, Thanks for uh, joining us today and thanks for calling. Okay, in.
2: great speaking with you. Okay. Okay,
0: take it. Later. Yeah. That's pretty um, scary. Up. Scary, frightening Sorry. on all levels because when you think about it,
1: it's shocking that it still happens in this country <clears throat>
0: today in 2016. Well, if you look at the big picture, it <laughs> isn't shocking. It isn't shocking if you look at what if you look at what's going on to the Latino community. If you look at what's going it's on shameful. in the Native American communities. If you look at what's going on in the Black communities, the the, the the poor communities, even even the white communities. If you look at what's going on, it's as if no one even cares. You know why? Because it doesn't affect them yeah. directly. This is why you they lead in with Bill Cosby. This is why they're leading in with all these stories it, it doesn't. Amount to a hill of beans. It no, doesn't. I realize and it's, it's only people when people are in their
1: bubbles, you know, in Fairfax, in Bethesda, in Georgetown, you know, but we are in, in a sort of bubble where we're protected. We don't see, you know, the consequences of something like that happening. And if it's not like your father said, if it's not, if the people don't keep bringing it up in the media, it's, it's going to be forgotten and pretended like it never happened. You can't sweep this kind of thing under the rug. You really can't. You do need to find a solution. This is... This is completely unacceptable. You know, after, you know, President Obama's speech and everything and saying how America is the number one nation in the world and the most powerful nation, etc., That should have been in that speech. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't be number one in the world if you have people that can't drink the water. You okay? Can't be, you like, can't that's ridiculous can't to shower. Me. It, yeah. You can't even shower. You can't even breathe the fumes of the droplets. Like, Really? And it's that toxic, and people are like, it's okay. And you know, I thought about that. It's all that. right. I thought it's of, not. And
0: I thought about that when uh, uh, President Obama, and to his credit, I'm sure the, he, he definitely has his hands full, but I think it was a couple of weeks ago when he uh, was crying about the,
1: the gun control. Correct.
0: And, mm-hmm. and, you know, my first thought was, you know, who's crying for Flint? Who is crying for Flint, Michigan, right now? And I'm not, not to put him down and his agenda and what he, what he has on his plate on a day-to-day, but at the same time, if you're going to cry for those children, you need to look at the multitude in Flint, Michigan. It's something
1: you can do much easier. You can actually fix the water instead of, you know, the gun crisis is a little bit, I mean, this is so specific to certain areas, and this is completely unacceptable. This is like a basic, basic need, you know what I mean? It comes above guns, you know? Like basic human need of being able to shower and drink a water and just move forward and you know be a working class human you know like I just don't understand how you can't even and especially in that area where there's so much water all the great lakes and all of that stuff it makes no sense that it's like dangerous to drink the water it should not be a problem this is completely shocking to me that this is the kind of stuff that you know you deal with in 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 Africa, where there is no water, you know, you live in the desert, and then you have to sterilize the water there. Whatever, get pumps and all that stuff. You make, you fundraise for all of that stuff. But it's like, like you mentioned a lot, there's problems here that need to be solved too, and problems as as basic in the terms of just necessity. You know, the water crisis. Like yeah, and
0: that that alone should be a priority. It should be the priority for discussion, priority for the media. And 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 definitely the 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 utmost priority for the uh, uh, citizens in Flint, Michigan, and around Flint, Michigan, uh, Detroit included. Uh, just because, it, as Sam pointed out, the short and long term effects, the mm-hmm. long term effects uh, that it's going to cause, the behavior uh, uh, um, patterns it's going to cause, uh, the rise in crime, and you can't just blame that. It's it's very easy. It's very easy to blame it on race. Mm-hmm. just say black people are like that. Poor people are like that. Yeah, without a you context, know what
1: I mean? you know. It,
0: yeah. Miriam, I I when I told you I wanted to talk about this on a podcast the past couple of few days, I just, I just Googled lead poisoning. And the amount of articles that comes, comes up within the inner city, uh, it's astonishing. You, it, it, I mean, this has been talked about from, you can go on to the Huffington Post, the Washington Post, uh, Mother Jones, you name it, uh, it. Every publication has talked about this. I mean, for years, decades, I pulled articles up about these cases. Uh, most recently, the Freddie Gray um, uh, story uh, in, Was- in, in uh, 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 Baltimore and how lead poisoning uh, uh, is a contributor to, Thousands, tens of thousands of incidences reported uh, in Baltimore uh, Baltimore, and Baltimore County. It, it's You start connecting those dots, it'll blow your mind what's <laughs> going on in the inner city. On top of that, you have the amount of killings just from the police on black people in America. You At this point, you don't even have to use the guns because they know that the—think the, about this for a minute. The, the, the violence that's going on in the inner city may very well be connect or is I don't have to say may, is connected to the toxins that, that whether they're eating, drinking or all in a showering, and they say, oh, they're just killing each other. W- why are they having these anxiety attacks? Why are they having these emotional outbursts? Is it not all linked? And I hate to sound like it's a conspiracy, but God damn.
1: Yeah, there are definitely consequences to this kind of stuff putting being put into your body or I'm onto you. your body. There's there are consequences.
0: There are. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Life altering. Yeah. And not only that, it's gonna community altering. Oh my. It's insane. It's insane. What's so you doing? get off your phone. Sorry, I got a call. I got another uh, call co- coming in from Flint, Michigan. We have. Uh, Rico Phillips, aka DWR, Deaf Rap Rico, as we called him. He just hit me up and said, "Give him a call right now." Malcolm, Rico, oh, F- macro. Rico Phillips in the house. We're on air. We are recording. I have my co-host with the most, Mariam Tazi, on the line. Hello.
3: Good day, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, I just got off the phone. I'm
3: catch, trying to catch my breath. Let me tell you. Well, I just there's, got. Uh, I just um, this water. Emergency is to an extreme level as far as how the the folks are responding to yeah. it, uh, how the government is responding to it, and and how those boots on the ground are responding to it. So it's been has been a challenge, but it's okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we just got off the phone with uh, Sam Riddle, um, AKA, okay. a.k.a. my dad, and um, of course yeah. he the, the way he his painting of the picture and everything that that you know I've researched. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, he doesn't use the word okay. He's uh, he, he's saying that this is a uh, you know it, 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 it's a, a by and large one of the biggest catastrophes uh, in, in in this era. Um, what do you think? And how how are you taking this? And more importantly, how does how you know what's your feeling for your your family safety being a resident of Flint, well, Michigan? Well. Uh-
3: I guess in some sense, I'm, I'm fortunate, and I say that in, in the case that um, I live in Flint Township in the neighboring um, um, city, or township, jurisdiction, or whatever you want to call it, I'm actually on well water, which who'd ever figure you'd be thinking well water was something good? <laughs> but in comparison, um, it is uh, it is a challenge. You know, i got to be the first to tell you that when these this water thing started going down over the last year... Really, uh, I really softballed it, didn't think that much of it until, until it came to light that lead was being leased directly the water and had been for months on on months without anybody, you know, indicating to not drink the water. So now, um, here we are, it's freezing cold outside, and this could have been handled uh, many months ago when things were warm and a lot easier to get to people's homes and the elderly to get out. So, yes, it is, it's, it is large scale. I mean... I guess when I think of disasters, I think of people maybe without homes and and maybe having to deal with um, direct um, inflict of injury to them. But this is a long term situation. This doesn't isn't no matter how clean the water we get pipes to Flint, if the damage has been done to the pipes that lead from the uh, mains, the water mains to the houses, and that's what the issues are. People are trying to understand well. All you got to do is get clean the water. No, it's not going to matter. The damage was done when they used a highly corrosive agent to clean the water, which if you're from Flint, and you understand this is an industrial town, water has been polluted back in the, uh, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, before PA became something, uh, a letter that we know to try to take care of those kinds of things. So anyway, long story shorter, that water's been corrosive and filthy for many, many years, and... And people do fish in the river in the last, you know, decade or so, but most, uh, most don't eat the fish out of the river for the same reason, the mercury levels and those types of things. So uh, when they went to saving a buck, let me start by saying, um, our state government, um, um, had an opportunity to to go with what the citizens wanted on an emergency financial manager law. Um, the, the state of Michigan voters about three years ago just just as the governor was taking office, voted down the emergency financial manager law. That that meant that uh, these folks, uh, you know, the governors could see problem towns and then just basically take over and and take the the rights away from the and the votes away from those that were elected officials. Well, anyways, he slammed the the law on us and then took over. So that's why so many people are directly upset with Governor Snyder. Um, but then it went further. Once we're in place, we're trying to do the um cost saving measures that are extreme cost saving measures like let's go to the Flint River water. We got our water source right there. So all the people with all the brains made the decisions and the citizens are just sitting here going, okay. So here we are. Now fast forward, there's documentation that they knew that the water was being had lead in it and they could since April of last year and they continue to let us drink it. And so that's where the situation's blown way out of bigger proportion than they even have to be, Malcolm. Um, And as far as the way we're handling it, I mean, in the fire department, we we respond to emergencies all the time. So this is a broad emergency. It's lasting a lot longer than we want it to. But there's lots of help here from the Red Cross to the National Guard that was finally called in to help. But when you talk to the people here, there's desperation in their eyes. And um, I'm going to have to cut our... um, our interview a little bit short, but I'd love to get back and talk to you again the next time that you get an opportunity so I can kind of get some more feedback from you. I mean, it's been like a madhouse. Um, I'm supposed to be the quartermaster, which handles the supplies and equipment for the fire department, and I've been the water man for two weeks straight. I mean, I am taking. I just left an elderly lady's house. She was so thankful, um, you know, that I was able to come out and actually install it for her and and make sure she's... And understood what's going on. So it's it's been a challenge, but you know what? We gotta do what we gotta do for our people.
0: Yeah, and, and we, we definitely even even from where I am outside of Washington D C, we we've always appreciated you and your contribution uh to the community and we're thankful that someone like you uh is active um, you know, vocally and uh you know, physically. Your physical presence is uh you know is appreciated uh, rico and uh are you uh, are you are you delivering also to schools and uh to the uh, children
3: no. <clears throat> me personally no um the school schools um believe me this is this is large scale in the sense that we our small role is to um deal with some of the homebound people and then we i me personally i'm a distributor to all of the um Man, the um I'm, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. I got two different things going at once. But anyways, I'm I'm responsible for getting um, filters in that to city hall so that the residents that you know pay taxes here and pay for water bills. That's a whole other topic. You know, have access to them uh, readily.
0: Okay, Rico. So I'm
3: kind of playing all these different roles at once.
0: Well, you're, you're you're a juggler, and, and, and like I said, you're you're appreciated. Keep doing what you're doing because I know you're pressed for time, and we'll I'll follow up with you, yeah. and we can uh, we can set aside some time to do a uh, a follow up conversation about what's going on. Yeah, in Flint, uh, real quick,
3: sure, Malcolm. Let me, let me tell you that I think for all the bad things, uh, some sometimes things like this bring some people closer. So hopefully, I'll have some of those good things to share with you as well. Of course, some of the things I'm doing here in the community for our kids. You know, on, on off the cuff. you know, we got—we're the only ones that can make our community strong and, and good. Can't leave it up to the bureaucrats because they're only worried about themselves, obviously. And so, with all that said, here we are, um, trying to make it work with what little we have. And I appreciate it that you guys are thinking about us and worrying about us. I'm not going to say we're going to be okay right now because this, this is a long haul situation. But uh, from the bigger side of things, um, for now, we're doing what we got to do.
0: And can you say real quick before you uh, before you leave? Can you say you know who you work with and and what your uh, title is?
3: Yeah, I work with the City of Flint Fire Department, and my title is Quartermaster. I'm a I'm actually uh, eligible to retirement. My 23rd year, uh, 24th year of service with the fire department, but it's oh. my lifelong passion. And so, um, what I do for the fire department, where um, a year or so ago I used to be, you know, a firefighter on a fire truck like the rest of the the crews. But um, now I, I work in administration, so to speak, but my job is to um, make sure that all of the department is, has all the equipment and supplies, everything from fire boots to the toilet paper that we use in the fire stations I'm responsible for, but also for all the safety equipment and all the regulations that go with it. So I'm behind the scenes now, but it eh, ain't no such thing for Rico. It'll be behind the scenes. I'm here.
0: <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, Rico, yeah, thank, thank you again for your, your service and uh, your friendship yep, and no problem uh, for no. calling in. I'm sorry
3: in. it was so short. I know that we have a, 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 obviously a format to talk about a lot more.
0: We will. We'll, 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 we'll meet again, I promise.
3: Okay, sounds good, Mark. i
0: okay, let you go. All right, bye-bye. All right, see you. Oops. <laughs> Heart, you're I'm so the worst. Bad with the phone. I'm the worst. I need an Aww. engineer for this. I need someone to manage the phones, but that's Rico Phillips, quartermaster, in charge uh, in Flint, Michigan, and he's, you know, Guys like that, you know, they they just the, warms my heart. They're the salt of the earth because he's out there, he's the boots on the streets, he's delivering water and uh he's 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 optimistic. You know what I mean? At the yeah. same time, he's he's he you know, I grew up with Rico as I did the intro, I called him DWR. That's just a a, a little uh, tip of the hat of our days uh in the early days of hip hop in Flint, Michigan and we all had these crazy names, but Rico even in those days when we were like, you know, 15 years old he wanted to be a firefighter and play hockey you know he's got he's got the he's got one of the one of the only at least that i know of but he's got the uh uh, inner city flint uh youth hockey program there that we've talked about on this podcast and uh you know he's active he's very proactive in the community he's not he's not the type of individual that waits around for the politicians to do something if it's within his means he'll do it creating Mm -hmm. a hockey program for the inner city you know what I mean? I mean, who's who's ever heard of that? You know what I mean? And he yeah. does the uh, uh, events where he takes he used to take his uh, his vintage fire truck out and go to neighborhoods and visit kids and oh. inspire them and let them ride around on the truck and uh, uh, so you know and then he does his job on top of that, family man and just a, uh, a you know one of the great highlights coming out of Flint, Michigan when we need it. Yeah. so uh um, both uh both Sam riddle um, and uh, Rico Phillips, uh, we thank them for you know bringing awareness and uh raising some hell and also you know actually doing something about it yeah definitely you know and that 's where i I believe that we should highlight the media should highlight everyone from this podcast. To uh, Rachel Maddow, to the likes of Cher, Michael Moore, but even beyond that, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna highlight the problems, also show well, the solutions, the people that are out there that are doing it and um, and moving forward. But we we just need people to to um, you know to weigh in on this subject. You know, if you're gonna tweet about Bill Cosby, if you're gonna tweet about Donald Trump, if you're gonna tweet uh, uh, you know about your dinner last night. Also, you know, uh, look into what's going on in Flint, Michigan, and start making that, uh, you know, one of your one of your many posts, uh, because we, we we if if we can't fix Flint, you know, we're not going to be able to fix the United States because Flint, and I've said maybe I haven't said this on a podcast, said it to myself maybe, what? but. And you probably Flint is the center of the world. You have to understand. It is. It was once upon a time. It was boomtown. It was where it was at. You know what I mean? It was a uh, uh, industrial mecca, if you will. Uh, people would would migrate there because the jobs and it was just a very fruitful place to live. You know. And if you look at its decline, you know, over the past thirty plus years. Is not a pretty picture, and is not just based on race. This is some some. These no. are things that are have been, been done. It's calculated. It's been things that have been done to Flint has been done intentional, and um, and people need to be held responsible. Whether it's gutting the auto industry and, and and just gutting it and ripping its heart and soul out and moving it somewhere else, or to cut to save money, uh, treating the water with toxins and not telling people about it. I mean there's there F- Flint can easily be your city next. So we need to keep an eye on that. And it's going on in in you know areas like Baltimore, right in right we could drive to areas that this is going on not with the water but with the living conditions where lead is an issue.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It is. No, yeah, de- yeah Flint, Detroit You know, Michigan is an interesting example of the failures of America, you know, of certain things of like, and also a prime example of, you know, throwing things under the rug. What is it? Sweeping it under the rug. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's a shame. It's like, I don't know. I'm surprised, you know, I've learned more about it through you. And even there's a lot of people from that community actually around here. And um, it's interesting to hear or you can see like the sadness when they think back, you know, and just everyone who I've ever met who is from that area in this area or wherever there's a sadness there, you know, of like what what once was and Mm -hmm. what it's become. And it's just it's it's as me as a person who's outside of that, um, you know, it's I've heard more than more, I'm and I'm still shocked. Maybe it's naive of me, but it's just um Well, it's, it's, it's easy. Really it's different. easy
0: for us to to point the finger at something, to say uh, you know, like I said before, uh it's this group of people or that group of people. But yes, when you are able to look at you know where it came from and where it is, mm-hmm. you have a perspective on it and uh, you know, and
1: how fast. Oh yeah. It happens, yeah. you know, and it's just like everything to nothing you know and the extreme of it and um it's just it's it's wow and then the consequences the long-term effects of that is what you see now and still you
0: know well, yeah i mean, I mean it's and, like- and, and the people that's here i mean of course you look at you look at what's going on we just had the uh powerball one point something billion dollars and you look at the areas that had the massive lines right some of these areas right uh, uh you didn't see that here in northern virginia you know what I mean? You, 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 Not
1: as much. Not no. as much. You saw it. There was Powerball fever, but it wasn't like
0: yeah. You no lines. You can go to any Seven Eleven. It wasn't anywhere. like it, What you saw in yeah, the and news. There's a reason. There's a reason for that because this is a very well off area. Yeah, they're like I'm good. It's a very well off area. Not just saying that, you know no one can use one point five billion dollars, but the point I'm trying to make is um, when you're in an area that's starved and they're looking for a way out, of course you're going to try to take that path. You know what I mean? In this area, um, if you if there's any crises, and what I mean, I'm using that word lightly, very, very lightly. Right now, Crisis meaning, let's say the power goes out in Bethesda, Maryland, which it does every winter. Yeah, <laughs> It makes news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All day news. <laughs> it makes news. Down like to they'll the cut la- off other shows just to talk yep. about it. 15,000 people without power. 10,000 now. 7,000. has The 3,000 over here just got their power. It is down to the science. You know what I mean? They, they break that shit down. And, you know, let the water be contaminated up in here. All hell would break loose. You know why? Because the politicians... The, uh, they would be, um, affect
1: them personally
0: That's right yep. And they're not having that Of course you know not I mean? They would not, have Even though that.
1: they drink bottled water anyway And pollute so, the earth anyway in, in, <laughs> in
0: the Maryland, Washington, D.C. suburbs, Northern Virginia But it wouldn't go down You know what I mean You know, the, the Marines You know what I mean The, 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 the Air Force, the, the National Guard Everyone would be here The Army, the Navy You know what I mean It wouldn't go down but if it happens somewhere where uh, over there, it could go on for months, years before any any response, before it's even recognized. Look how long that took. Yeah. We did we did several podcasts. You can go into the archives and, and listen to them called "Straight Out of Flint" with Rico Phillips. Um, I think it's part one, part two, uh, and 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 I did uh, a couple with uh, my my dad, Sam Riddle. You can look those up in the archives, and we talked about it. And when I was in Flint last year. The first thing he said, you know what I mean, was don't drink the water. When I, I thought he was joking, you know what I mean? I, I, but at the same time, I knew Flint water anyway because when I was coming up there, this goes back, you know, much further than right now because when I was coming up, I can't remember a time in school, high school, that we didn't boil water. Really? I can't remember. We, we would boil water and put it in jugs. That was the norm. You know, it was the norm, at least in our household. And I lived right in Flint, Michigan, uh, south side Flint, right off Saginaw Street. Yeah, that's not
1: a, a habit that a lot of people can. You know, all I, the time. I understand that, but I've lived in different places, now, you know, the, but it wasn't in America that I did that. All the time. But in certain
0: places, yeah. I can't remember. I can't I mean, remember, can't remember you a time. It was just the norm. On the stove, there was boiling water and a hot comb. <laughs> There's two things on the stove. Straight up. <laughs> Interesting. And if you don't know what a hot comb is, this ain't the podcast for you. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) That's interesting, though, that that's like a memory that you have, like a regular memory.
0: Yeah. Yeah, But the the water... There are pictures online, I don't know if you've seen them, uh, but the it, water looks, it's, it's yellow. Yeah, it looks like piss, that's yeah. what it looks like. So it's, it's not a good thing. No. Um, and again, you know, I didn't want to uh, just, just come at you guys listening uh, with something hardcore to kick off, I guess this is the first podcast of uh, 2016, but it it's got to be addressed. Yeah. You know, even, even in, uh, like I said, I think we share a responsibility and... uh, uh you know, anyone that listens to this podcast, no matter what the head count is, I think that it's important that, um, you know, that we report what's going on. You know, I, you know, I could talk, I could trash talk all day about this, about the gym, about celebrities, about hip hop. But, you know, at some point, I just, I, I think it would be wrong to remain quiet. To
1: sweep it under the rug. Yeah, to
0: remain quiet, because I don't live there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but... I mean, and I can see how people you're do building that. awareness, just telling me, you know, and, and like, just bringing it up. You are from there. You got to represent and you got to let people know, like I, you know, I'll talk about certain things that affect, you know, my, my communities, uh, you know, as well. And, um, I think that it's a good thing from time to time, not to be too serious, but it's something that, um, should be made aware, you know, I think more, um, and i'm glad to hear that it's in in social media more and it's on the news because i really haven't seen much of it i feel like you've found more of it because you dig it dig a little deeper but it should be kind of like more in your face like some of the stuff you know that's i guess not as important you know but um it's just i don't know i'm i'm uh, i'm disappointed i'm disappointed in america for letting this get as far as it has So hopefully something will change.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um, see. We'll see. But uh, again, just to uh, uh, thank uh, Sam Riddle. Sam Riddle is uh, the uh, political director for the Michigan National Action Network, and you can find him on Twitter at Sam Riddle. Uh, Rico Phillips, of course, um, he's not so much on social media. I mean, you can find him, Rico Phillips, on, uh, on Facebook, and he also... Uh, heads up the uh, Flint inner city youth hockey program. Yeah, he's and that's, busy doing things. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know he's also you know making sure all the firefighters got their gear, right. making sure the elderly uh, has water. Right, and, he's kind of uh, busy. Yeah, he, he's a busy man, but but uh, we'll have him back on the podcast. So uh, you know, and, and also if you want to start looking at some of the things that are going on, uh, just Google uh, you know led water or lead or both or lead poisoning in America. And you'll see all the articles that exist that, uh, um, you know, we may miss or things that aren't reported on a large scale within the media. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, um, it was good having them on, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, pulled it together at the last minute, but that's how this podcast goes Mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, other than that, uh, you know, Happy New Year, oh, yeah, Mariam Tazi. Happy,
1: happy New Year, Malcolm. Brought it
0: in. We're still here, um, still holding up. Mariam Tazi is 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 the only African I know, Muslim that has the Christmas tree still <laughs> up. Yeah, she's
1: calling me out. Yeah,
0: to, she has a she has a Christmas tree with. I
1: celebrated Christmas this year. We mm-hmm. did gift exchange with my with my Moroccan side of the family
0: with a star on the Christmas tree. Yes. Yeah, thanks, Santa to, Claus thanks to someone. Yeah, so got to have a star on the Christmas tree. It's an honor in my family to put the star up there. But uh, yeah, 2016 is here and uh, closing out uh, 2000. 15 there are other issues that I do want to address too and we'll talk about I know the the Oregon standoff um uh, with the uh, uh group that's held up in a government building is an uh, you know this one a little bit yeah 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 it's still you know a quote unquote peaceful standoff with mm. with guns no. in a government facility uh, but uh yeah that's one that annoys me a little bit, <laughs> um, and, it annoys you a little bit, and we'll we, we will we will uh, address that. But uh, at this point, I'm going to keep my eyes closely on uh, on Flint, Michigan, and we will uh, we will uh, report more news on that. So, Miriam Tazi, thanks for uh, you know joining us in studio. Sickly, yeah, you know you're a little under the weather, you know. You yeah, know, you gotta you gotta you do something with your wig. Uh, but uh, you know your hair, you know it's not the same. But the the the, 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 the uh, yeah the the listeners can't see that. I'm I can sorry. just uh, describe it a little bit and put it out there for the masses. Thanks for embarrassing me. I got to do it, Miriam Tazi. You know how I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, thanks you guys uh, for tuning in. If you do get a chance, go to uh, AmericanRiddle.com. And um, uh, if you order anything from Amazon, bookmark, click on that Amazon link because I didn't get any hits, and Amazon is going to boot me out of their program. So uh, yeah, do me a favor. If, uh, Valentine's Day is around the corner. Go to American Riddle, click on that Amazon link, bookmark it, and uh, order something uh, so I can anything. Get, yeah, anything. a pencil, uh, anything you know. Order
1: a pencil on
0: Amazon. I don't know a, a a batch of them.
1: Yeah, you can. Yeah, definitely
0: a pack of ten you know? or twelve band-aids. Bandy. Some water, send it to Flint. That works. You know? I like that yeah. idea. Yeah, if people order, you can order it, have it shipped to Amazon. If you have an Amazon Prime membership, free shipping. Shipping is free.
1: Mm-hmm. Pick
0: somebody out of the phone book and send it, or send it to the Flint Fire Department or the, the Red Cross. Yep. Anything you can do. That's a good idea. I
1: like that idea. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'll have to
0: look that up, maybe post a link. Sounds good. But, uh, most importantly uh, you know keep uh, keep raising awareness uh, to this and other issues uh, you know that 's going on in America, the issues that count that are affecting uh, the children uh, uh, the adults and the elderly everybody
1: basically the whole shebang <laughs> not only in America though we need to bring awareness of other things in other right. parts of the world you're That's right. my job
0: you're right that is you 're the international uh, uh, Ambassador okay. uh, the, the, the The African <laughs> with attitude uh, Mariam Tazi
1: Yeah I'll bring that up So that's okay. what's
0: up People And as always uh, You know how we close out
1: Domino motherfucker
0: <laughs> The American Riddle Podcast Malcolm Riddle Riddle the American riddle